1: plus
0: uh you're seeing a little bit more of dan mullen on the tube for bowl season uh on espn some people like that some people don't um but yeah mullen getting even more tv time and I guess we'll throughout all the way through the college football playoff. We are the out of bounds show, ESPN 1059, The Zone. Our SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Superior Foundation. For all your foundation repairs, Superior, Superior.ms, Superior Foundation. Also, the show is brought to you by Mack Hike and Flowood. If you're in the market for an pre owned or new SUV or truck, Mack Hike. In Flowood, that is Mack Hike in Flowood, pre-owned and new, com. So we've got signing day, um, Ole Miss, lands uh, Sunterine Perkins, and Aiden Williams. They are all excited about that, as they should be, and Sunterine is from Raleigh. They obviously, uh, Dante Moncrief, among others, from Raleigh, Mississippi. And then Aiden Williams from right here in Ridgeland, Mississippi, Under Armour, All-American, both in the house for Ole Miss. Chris Parson, first guy in for Mississippi State. QB1 out of Nashville. Big piece of the puzzle, keeping a class together that will actually finish well. Uh, This thing could have fallen apart. Could have been ranked 70th in the country. Um, you'll finish with a – everybody will have a different opinion. But considering the circumstances, an unbelievable class, but it'll be a good class on National Signing Day. And Blake and I were just talking about how uh, Mississippi State just got Caleb Bryant from Vicksburg. And then they also got the Southwest Community College um, edge rush. Well, defensive lineman Eric Taylor and Steve Robertson mentioned that they were on pins and needles on that one, and he made it official. So Eric Taylor is in for Mississippi State. And then you've got the transfer portal. Nothing's binding until they – it's almost like a, a, a in baseball – where you wait for your top signees to go to class. And once they step foot on class, they have to stay two or three years, depending on if they got held back and and what, you know, if they hit 21 by their sophomore year, all that. But it's kind of like that. How many times has Mississippi State and Ole Miss waited, you know, kid gets drafted in June, and then you got to wait July and whenever classes start, August 15th. And as soon as he goes to school – you got him for two or three years. Kind of like that with the transfer portal. Nothing's binding, and that's why this thing is, is crazy. I don't know if they will add that component to the whole transfer rules as far as, hey, once you got a guy, they can, you can make it binding. Um, I'm not sure how that will look. We know how long NCAA legislation takes, so, I mean – it could be thirty years from now. Um, they just got a new president. I don't. I don't want to surprise you. They got a politician. Um, so I don't. I don't know what that means either. I don't know how much longer the model is going to be the model. But we've been. I've been saying that for years. I mean, in grad school, I had to do a whole semester, a whole semester, on one, the NCAA rulebook, which even at that time, twenty-four years ago, was four inches thick and then even at that time we were talking about the ncaa legislative process and how dinosaurian archaic and academic it was and yet here we are in 2022 almost 2023 and damn it's the same deal i keep waiting for us to get a football commissioner Maybe about, and then I think you're just going to have a commissioner for the rest of the sports, even basketball, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you have a football commissioner and a basketball commissioner, and then you have a commissioner for the rest of the sports. Will they break away? We'll see. Um, I know they want to. I mean, you know, Greg Sankey, He he's not going to say it. You know, Commissioner Sankey wants to break away from the NCAA. Now, what that model looks like going forward, I don't know. Um, But golly, it is an antiquated system. So we'll see. But it's an exciting day for a lot of young men who are signing letter of intents to Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, I don't care if you're going G5, junior college, wherever you're going, that's awesome. Um, What a challenge, but what an opportunity to get an education, to continue to play and play on a bigger stage. So that's cool. High school kids, junior college kids – and then we got kids looking for a new start coming from one school to the other. I tell you who's doing work. I know this is not surprising, but there's always that question every year whether Nick Saban can continue to recruit young – you know, relate and, and recruit 18, 17, 18, 19-year-olds. Bama has done some flipping late. Mm. And so, uh, again, I've always said it. Their alums are committed. They ain't – I mean – I know they played for it last year and lost to Georgia. They're not even in it this year. But they flipped some big prospects. I mean, they flipped a guy from Ohio State. I don't mean flipping somebody from Mississippi State or Ole Miss, which, by the way, State and Ole Miss have won some battles against Bama. But, man, oh, man, Bama has gone. And they got the kid from Iowa, um, too. So they're adding in the trenches. And that alumni base – we talk about commitment quotient, and uh, they are the most committed. Hugh Freeze making some noise. He's bringing back Mary Flipmas. For some of y'all, y'all like it. Some, of y- some, it's nauseating. For me, it's an eye roll, but it's the world we live in. Um, so Mary, Mary Flipmas is back, and it's hot on the plains of Auburn. Especially the freeze factor. you damn right it is. The Out of Bounds Show, driven by your next Ram truck at Mack Hike and Flowood, MackHikeFlowood.com. Also, Went McGee, the mortgage man. Went McGee, the mortgage man. Mortgagemanms.com. Mortgagemanms.com. And the show is also brought to you by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck, spray spraying bedliners, lift kits, tires and wheels, RPT, Rick's Pro Truck. All right, we are the Out of Bounds Show, 1059, The Zone ESPN. We've got some Gardner Minshew audio. From the uh, Mike Leach Memorial yesterday at Humphrey Coliseum. And Gardner Minshew, y'all know the drill. Gardner Minshew from from Troy to Juco to East Carolina. And then, you know, Mummy and Leach, I think, talked. And Gardner ends up at Washington State. Changes his life. I think he was maybe thinking, go to Alabama, hold a clipboard, become a GA, get into coaching. He's making well over a million dollars a year as a quarterback in the NFL. Looks like he could start this week for the Philadelphia Eagles, which isn't good. Knowing Gardner and the way he's wired and how competitive he is, he'll drop 380 on the Cowboys for three touchdowns (laughs) in honor of the Pirate and Mike Leach. He was at Humphrey Coliseum uh, uh, along with the who's who of dignitaries in the world of college football and NCAA collegiate athletics this is what gardner Minshew had to say about his former coach
2: that was one of the things that made coach uh, so special you know he could um see that potential in people and help bring it out of you you know he didn't um he didn't believe those really overachievers if you could achieve it you know that was your 100 percent be closer to that 100 percent um than you ever thought was possible and that's a hell of a gift um there was a confidence that came with just, like, being around Coach Leach, you know. Um, he was different. He never really felt like an underdog with him. He had confidence. Uh, it was part confidence, part just really not giving a f what people thought, you know. Like, it was one of the two. But it was awesome, man. It was contagious. Like, that's made you feel so good when you were with him. Felt like you could do anything, you know. Um, I mean, this dude, he'd show up every day at Washington State in cargo shorts and, like, some green ASIC shoes. So, like, for me, wearing jorts and a mustache wasn't a big deal, you know? I was, it was pretty easy. Um, you know, he's always going to do things his way, you know? I think there's people like Mason Miller, our offensive line coach, who like him to run the ball sometimes, but he's not going to bunt the ball down the field, you know? That's not his, not his way to do it. Um, you know, I think just the extreme authenticity in which he lived his life, and he brings that out in others, and that's just so special, you know? Um, There was no facade, ego, or front, it was all just him, man, and that didn't matter who you were, who was around, what the setting was. You always got coach, you know? Um, Wasn't watered down, definitely wasn't politically correct, um, but that was okay, you know, you know it was just him, and you could always respect that. Man, yeah, no matter, coach, player, sitting next to him at dive bar. Barton, coach all the time, 100% authentic.
0: Gardner Minshew played for Mike Leach, celebrating Mike Leach yesterday at, hum- at uh, Humphrey Coliseum in Starville, Mississippi. And Mississippi State did a great job, first-class job handling An event like that, under the circumstances, not surprising, Dr. Mark Keenum and his leadership continue to prevail. Um, And that was Gardner Minshew, who Blake and I were talking about earlier. He may start this week for the Philadelphia Eagles against Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Jalen Hurts injured his shoulder. He still was six of nine after the injury, but... Maybe want to hold him yep. because yep. they've already solidified what they need, uh, for the most part, as far as the play—definitely NFC East—in uh, the playoffs, and Gardner is more than capable. He would he should be starting for several teams in the NFL right now. There's a reason why Philly wouldn't let him go for something like this. Uh, Gardner proved that he could play at Jacksonville when they were totally dysfunctional, and— He's just one of those guys we've talked about along the way that is a gamer, uber-competitive, and his competitive, competitive temperament on a scale of 1 to 10 is a you know 13, and the dude can ball. So I would think that he may wear out the Dallas Cowboys defense this weekend if given the opportunity. Blake, because the Eagles have such a good record and they're so far ahead in the NFC East, don't you expect to see Minshew?
3: Yeah, this is an intelligent move uh, by Sirianni and the staff in Philadelphia. You don't need Jalen Hurts this week. You don't have to win this week. A loss doesn't really do anything. You have to win one out of the next three. I think the only way they lose the one seed is if Minnesota wins out and you lose out, and, and... Minnesota can take the one seed and that's the only other way Dallas would have to win out and you'd have to lose out to lose the NFC East. I don't see that happening. I think they give Jalen a week off and and he'll be good to go. <clears throat> and I think Minshew is a baller. I, I mean, look, they don't give days off in the NFL. They let Gardner Minshew get miss Tuesday's practice with the pretty high level of chance that he starts. And yeah. they let him miss to go do this, this memorial service for Mike Leach. I think it's, one, a respect for Mike Leach, but two, an understanding of Gardner knows what he's doing. He's been in the league for a while. He'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Gardner Minshew, expect to see him on Christmas Day?
3: No, Eve. They play Saturday night. Oh, Saturday. Saturday, night. Yeah, okay. Saturday night. yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, All
0: right, so so sat la- we had football last Saturday, NFL. I love it when we start to get the NFL on Saturday. But also when it lands on Christmas football, good football. Let me let me make good football on Christmas is awesome. So, as Blake said, you're going to get games on Saturday and Sunday, which is fantastic. I'm excited about that. And there's a lot going on down the stretch in the NFL.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, Uh, It was a lot of fun watching on Sunday, and man, theres I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite on either side. There's obviously some really good teams that we all talk about, Chiefs on one side and Bills and Eagles on the other side, and especially the NFC. I don't know what in the heck's going to go on. Well, AFC for that matter, too. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see how it all plays out. Should be a good weekend. And after you do breakfast or brunch or lunch, you're going to have NFL all day, but you're also going to have the NFL on Saturday. And then, um, Blake. Yes, sir. The temp there is supposed to dive on Friday to like a high of 24 or something. Where? in the Jackson metro area. Oh gosh. Area.
3: Oh okay, there. Yeah, sorry. I'm here. So I was I was thinking somewhere else. Yes. Uh it's supposed to get I think the high in some areas is like in the teens on Friday or Saturday. God, grief. It's going to be crazy. It's it's going to be absolutely nuts. Almost as nuts as the fact that the NFC South is going to have a team win the division with an under 500 record. The Saints are still in it, though. The <sighs> the Bucks I saw are that. the Bucks are 6 and 8 and then everyone else in the division is 5 and
0: 9. That is a bad, <laughs> bad, bad division. Would,
3: would the Saints be nine and five with Gardner Minshew? I mean I, I Yes I legitimately, as bad as that division is, he yes. would be winning the division. Now that you
0: Yes, they would be.
3: Should have sold the boat to get him.
0: Um boy, I I would have loved to have been able to watch Gardner Minshew. I think he's free agent after this. So the Eagles can't keep him in that backup role? I, you know he is itching, driving him crazy to start. Now, if he starts this weekend and maybe for the next week or a couple of weeks, I don't know. Um, Look, man, they've got a hell of a team. He He's a good football player. Blake mentioned there's other teams that he could start at. And, yes, the Saints would have several more wins, but the Saints are still in it. How about that, man? Houdat Nation in the NFC South. Tampa Bay's not good. The Saints aren't good. The Falcons and the Panthers are not good either. And I remember when the Saints made it going 7-9 and nine Yeah, year, years ago, and they went out to Seattle yeah. and lost? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I don't remember what year that was, but I do remember them making it when they were seven and nine one year, and that's kind of man. that's when the football gods are shining down on you. If you can drop a seven and nine or worse, in depending on how this NFC South shakes out. Uh, and now that we're playing 17 games, it's a different you can be seven and 10 or, or whatever, as y'all know. So we'll keep an eye on that. Very excited about football Saturday and Sunday. Looks like the high in the Jackson Metro is 26. No, thank you. On Friday, I'm okay. That's not cool. And then the high is 30 on Saturday and 36 on Sunday. Now, for our duck hunters, they're going to be in heaven, and and deer yeah. for that matter. Yeah. But um, I'm going to be somewhere warm. My house, um, or maybe a restaurant, and I will be binge watching football. The Florida Gators got smoked. They were in danger of being shut out for the first time since, like, 1977. Uh, this is the first time they've had losing seasons back-to-back since 78-79. What you think about that for a second. First time the Florida Gators have had back-to-back losing seasons since 1978 1979 And they got rolled by Oregon State. And, boy, that's been a turnaround. That's one of Dave Bartu's teams. He's helped them with staffing. And uh, he's also helped Tulane with staffing. And both of them won 10 games this year. Go back and look how many times Tulane and Oregon State have won 10 games in the last 30 years. Staffing matters. Uh, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. So, Blake, we've got to switch gears here. Yeah, It is national... French Fried Shrimp Day, and what? I was thinking about uh, – or Fried Shrimp Day, whatever you want to do. But I was thinking about great shrimp po' boys or shrimp loaves, and a couple of them came to my mind. One is Doc Seafood in Orange Beach. Okay, and I'm talking about the original. Their shrimp loaf with fried shrimp is amazing. Now, you know, it, it, it is it is a big helping of cholesterol. Their gumbo's awesome, too, okay? And you're going to swell up after you eat. But it is so damn good. And on a good beach day, late in the afternoon, you've had a couple of Coors Lights. You got some good vitamin D. And you come up, and you get a big to-go. You got a group, and you get like eight to ten shrimp loaves and all these big, big uh, pints of Doc's Gumbo. And you transition out to the balcony, and life is good when you've got a shrimp loaf in your hand from Docs, and some gumbo, and whatever you're ta- maybe like a a Tito's and soda with a bunch of oranges in it. So that's a good thing. There's also another one I was thinking about as I was reading this morning. It's National Fried Shrimp Day. Um, Good Times Deli in uh. Uh, off county line right where little tokyo is right in that area where brick oven used to be um they had one of the best shrimp po boys in the history of man now there's some great ones all around our state get down on the coast you know robert st john at crescent city grill does a wonderful shrimp po boy there's also some out in metairie there's a couple of absolute dives as you're driving into New Orleans that have amazing, amazing uh, shrimp po'boys. My buddy Eric Hallberg, we used to go into Metairie or Kenner, but I think it was Metairie, and I cannot remember the this place, the name of the damn place. It's been a while, and they had great po'boys. Of course, you can bebop all around. If you, get, if you get up into midtown, uptown New Orleans, and even out, um, you'll find amazing, but when you do land on somebody who knows how to do it, good fried shrimp. Or whether it's a platter, obviously you know Kessler does a. I know we we talk about the steaks. Their jumbo fried shrimp are divine, and if you get the right cocktail sauce, that is a uh, that's a good thing. But I wanted to to throw that out. Blake says he's done most of his Christmas shopping. So
3: For the people that um, matter.
0: They- <laughs>
3: I'll go by the gas station for whoever doesn't. It's fine.
0: There you go. There you go. Me- uh, it, if you want a quality, big-time, wonderful gift, Raggio Mercantile Shop in Raymond, Mississippi. Uh, Josh Raggio. Raggio Mercantile Shop. Raggio Custom Calls. He does the custom duck calls. He also put his custom call duck call shop in the back. He's got all kinds of cool stuff at Raggio Mercantile Shop. We're going to drop the Zach Arnett interview again at 9.30 today. We've talked about Sunterine Perkins is in the house at Ole Miss. Aiden Williams is in the house at Ole Miss. Um, Chris Parson is in the house at Mississippi State, QB1. And Eric Taylor, guy that they wanted bad from Southwest Community College, Edge Rusher, that they desperately needed, uh, is in the house, among many others. Also, I want to say congratulations to Southern Miss to the top. Congratulations on going down and winning your bowl game. Will Hall needed it. They were down in Mobile, and, uh, and they won. I watched the second half of that game. Proud of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles for winning that game. Uh, presented by Soundcom AV. Dot com Sound and Communications, the leader in audio and visual. Soundcomab.com. And we'll drop the Zach Arnett interview at 930 on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. And don't forget that Kincaid's fine clothing store in Ridgeland also can get you ready as far as Christmas gifts. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And I'm your host, Bo Bounds.